0: Welcome to the 40-year-old Bond Virgins Do David Lynch Movies podcast.
1: This meeting is being recorded. Hello. Hello. How was your summer?
2: Oh, summer was so good. And guess what happened in summer? I was on I joined in a pub quiz and I got a Bond question right.
0: Well,
1: congratulations! It's like
2: a year of watching Bond films <laughs> it's totally it's worth paid it. Right? Off. It's actually changed something in my real life.
1: <laughs> you won the quiz.
2: We did actually.
1: What was but, prize?
2: Well, so here's the thing, right? So it's one of these ones where everybody puts in like a quid. I think there was like a hundred odd pounds in the in the kitty. Mm. So when they're like calling out the scores. The team that places last wins a single packet of crisps and gets to pick out a an outcome from a like they've got the different outcomes written on different slips of paper and that person gets to pick a slip of paper as to what the prize is. So it could be the prize fund is divvied up between the top three teams, or it could be the first team, the the team that wins gets the whole kitty. Mm. Whatever it is, the one they picked out was. The members of the winning team get their entry fee back, so we all got a quid. Ah, oh,
1: Jesus! Yeah, weapons to real, the rest? A
2: real chip. I don't know. We, we 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 weren't sure. Um, and then we were going to go back this week, hoping that it would like be a rollover situation. But then we um, none of us could be bothered.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
2: That was a good story, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. How was your summer?
1: I'm just trying to think what well, I did this summer. I played badminton. Yeah. Huh, uh, did you? Yeah, we've got a playing field over the road, and uh, I've got a I've got a badminton kit, which is like it's like um it's just like it's just like tubes telescopic telescopic tubes that shoot out, and uh, it's got a net. But the rackets are pretty crap, and we ended like up getting a couple of good quality rackets from a car boot sale and just got new uh, uh, strapping for the handles. Okay. And we've been playing badminton in the field. It's nice. Good.
2: That is awesome.
1: Yeah. That's, That's quite
2: doing. inspiring, actually, because it's not it's not that it's not a high impact sport, is it?
1: No, no. I've got the reach of I've got the reach of most of the net, so I don't have to move much. Which is quite nice. <laughs> I have to take a couple of steps either way to like cover the whole area. <laughs> I'm
2: imagining your opponent doesn't have the same reach. So she seems a little unfair.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she's good. She like. Did uh, I badminton at school, yeah. Right, okay. But she's like pro, so she still beat me. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> so um, so we said what we're doing. I suppose we should announce what we're doing. Yeah. As we're not doing, we've done Bond and all those movies we said we are going to watch afterwards. We're not. We we didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, so we're going
1: to do movies by David Lynch and TV shows by David Lynch, I guess.
2: Stuff by David Lynch. And then Stuff by And David then if Lynch. we get fed up, we'll just stop doing that. Maybe we'll, we'll do some Bond. Maybe we'll do something new. Who knows?
1: I don't know what... I'm not sure what we'll do next. It's not going to be carry-on films, I can tell you that.
2: Was the, was, so I sent you a picture of all of the carry-on film DVDs that I just bought. I bought those.
0: Mm.
1: Well done.
2: They're, they're actually for someone else. And there was like 30 odd DVDs, I reckon. I was surprised. I was really sending it to you to show you just how many carry-on films are out there. Then mm-hmm. you sent me back a picture of your bin. Was yeah. that to say, yes, you have just shown me some rubbish? I am now showing you some rubbish, or was there something in the bin that I should have understood what it was?
1: I was suggesting you put all those movies in the bin.
2: In the bin. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I was on the right lines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't
2: want to do carry-on films. I get it. I get
1: it. I didn't think, I think of anything worse. Are, really? you watching? Are you going to watch them all?
2: Def- I'm trying to get the kids to watch a few with me, actually, because after I did all of um, Heidi High, I kind of got in the mood for a bit of carry-on. It's silly, you know?
1: it's um the most dated thing I could possibly imagine it's like
2: saying that having watched something recently or just
1: no just that you know
2: what you think of it most
1: of the jokes are blokes just trying to bang women right
2: see Heidi high wasn't and this is what yeah okay carry on probably is all right Let's let's not get into Carry On. I don't think. I think just like Bond, before we watched all of those, we we <laughs> we were not in a position to have an opinion on what that thing is. Which which. Nah, sure, do. sure. Right. So yeah. you talk to me about Carry On once you've watched it. Until then, you just reserve your judgment, young man.
1: Okay. Well, I watch the new one when it comes up. What the new so, Carry On film? Yeah. <laughs> They're never making another Carry On. <laughs> <sighs>
2: <laughs> i think that could be quite good
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we've just carry like on carry on for kids. a modern audience to be brilliant hey you're looking kids at me because a
2: lot of it was just the repeated cast so you'd actually have to have like <laughs> like a Nipo baby
0: <laughs>
2: like yeah i'm gonna find out what what grandchildren carry on grandchildren are out there mm. okay all right
1: all right how'd you watch it this week
2: How did you watch it this week? Okay, so couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Um, Eventually got access to a copy that I could not play on any device, Lee, any device apart from my phone. Only place I could get that film to download. So I had to watch it.
1: The copy I sent you?
2: Yeah. So... I don't even know. I'm not even going to. I, so I just thought, I'm not going to bother you anymore. I'm just going to watch it on my phone. So I did that. <laughs> and I <I'm, laughs> do not think an iPhone SE is the optimal place to watch a David Lynch film. But I have watched it. I watched it on my phone in bed this morning whilst writing a letter of complaint to the financial ombudsman regarding a poor experience I've had on eBay lately. How about
1: you? When I see you next, bring your laptop and I will update it so it can play video files. Cause it's very the rest, easy. Um to we'll sort discuss.
2: Out.
1: Yeah. Um other than that, I watched the same file you did with absolutely no problems on mm-hmm. my PC. Nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably going to have enjoyed this film more than I did.
1: Oh, okay. Did you have headphones on?
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, I good. have to put it in my notes to come back to that because I, after the first two minutes, I was like, if I don't wear um, AirPods, like you have to immerse yourself in this. You stuff. have to, yeah,
1: absolutely. You can't the sound just watch
2: is. It, tinny nice and distant and yeah. barely being able to see it.
1: So we're talking about a razorhead, 1977, the first of Lynch's feature films.
2: I read a a student film. He was still a student of film when he was making this.
1: Oh, really? It did release in cinemas, but maybe that was later on, I guess. I guess it probably was. Got a uh, viewing at cinema, but it wasn't very well received. Well, they made, I think, 7 million?
2: Was it that or much? Has, well, the has first done today, showing showed 25 people. The second, 24 people. Didn't get massive viewing figures.
1: Mm. Well, the second the, being, year... the 24 people were 24 of the people from the night before, though, right?
2: Oh, were they? Oh, again. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm back on the knowing my detail, just like last time. And <laughs> um, I thought, so 1977, it looked like visually, I mean like was watching it on an iPhone, um like really modern. Like yeah. it could have been filmed. Very clear. It wasn't dated. It was I mean, I guess it was remastered.
1: Yeah, definitely. This is like a 4K. Okay. Uh yeah. Video. So I sent you. Um yeah. Black and white. Mm-hmm. I assume he shot it in an older format, including black and white, to save a lot of money. I'm not sure if there's another reason for it. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't know. Although he's done a lot of black and white work later, I did. um Like the Twin Peaks final series was mostly black and white, I believe, except for really? the actual. Yeah, all, all the nightmares stuff. I didn't um, that, that at
2: all. Oh, okay.
1: Mind you, it's all in space, there wasn't much to
2: that, actually, this is a question worth asking at the start. Um mm. uh, what have you watched before? Like you are going peaks. into this is complete virgins. Right, so you've so tw- twin peaks, all right. So I've seen Mulholland Drive. Okay. Which I loved and had a brilliant experience watching it as well. Like the whole evening was surreal. Mm. Twin Peaks was a big thing. When I was about ten, maybe, mm. like I remember the song, and I remember it being about. So I remember seeing clips, and then I watched the new series recently. Recently, a couple of years ago, but I've also seen the Straight Story, which I loved, and had no idea it was David
1: Lynch. That's not on the list. What's the Straight Story?
2: Should be on the list.
1: Maybe we're missing some then.
2: I'm sure Did I he... saw that on the list.
1: Rosie, I Elephant Man, June, Blue, Velvet, Wild at Heart, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, Lost Heart. High... Oh yeah, you're right. Straight story, nineteen ninety nine.
2: Okay.
1: There you go. Cool. Well, there you go. Yes. Um What well, it hit me with some stats.
2: Let me hit you with 7.3 on IMDb. Mm. I am told 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did not source <laughs> that myself. Ah. Um, now, on Amazon, I've got, Lee, I have got mm. 4.7.
1: No, i got 4.3, but I think I made <laughs> your original mistake. And I didn't actually look. I just looked... On this PC, I run – what search engine do I use? Edge, which is Bing. So, I think I made the Bing mistake. So, you're well, probably I'm, correct.
2: I'm using Bing. Oh. But what, so, I actually went into Amazon because you can't watch it on Prime. So, I looked it up in Prime. It's not there. So, I looked mm-hmm. it up in all departments. And you've got a choice of the Blu-ray. Oops. You've got, yeah, Blu-ray, and then you've got um, the digitally remastered DVD. And I was like, oh, which one should I use? And then I saw, oh, no, they're all 4.7, and they're all 862 reviews. It's not by format or anything like that. And it's mm.
1: 4.7. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Okay. I, just, I just knocked these up on the fly pretty quick. I'm not really with it. <laughs> just don't agree. worry. Can
2: I give you an Amazon review?
1: Hit me with the Amazon review.
2: Okay. So this is a three star review. It came from Mr. Hurd in 2007 I, I can taught... I Yeah.
1: I don't think he's gonna like it.
2: Well, I've told you it's three stars.
1: Yeah. But that's like borderline, but I think it yeah. wasn't for him. Okay. Just because he's right. Mr. Herd.
2: Okay, well, Go Mr. Hurd is a nuanced man, so you you wait for this, right? 2007, <laughs> he reviews this reviewed this. He says, "I first saw this video on my eighteenth birthday. It was bought for me as a present by my girlfriend, now my mm. wife. To be honest, it ruined our day,
0: <laughs> left us with a feeling of
2: depression, <laughs> bewilderment, and that feeling you get when you get really bad news or hear that a close friend has died." Yes. I know this sounds extreme, but it's true. I couldn't watch it again for years. The original video I was given got taped over because I put some tape across the video tab. Mm. However, some three or four years later, it was shown on TV, in brackets, very late. And I had been out gigging with my band and I watched it again and I found myself really enjoying it. It's like a nightmare you have no control of. No control of where it takes you. You can't leave it. So you may as well just sit back, remember it's not real and enjoy the road the ride. Don't even try to make sense of it. It's a very well made film, but analyse it and it will do your head in full stop. Honestly.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here's the rover then. It's he yeah. flip flopped on it.
2: I mean, him and his to be wife had the worst day of their entire lives watching it. And then did. he
1: thought
2: sod it. Let's give it Got another go.
1: point where he... I had to join a band. Yeah. To get over it. to
2: beat that memory out of his head, only to be re-exposed
1: and find <laughs> extra like...
2: hidden meaning.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Mr. Hurd, congratulations. I hope you watched uh, The Elephant Man, which is next week. Yes. If anyone's listening, watch it with us. Bill. All right. Bill. Yeah, Bill, listen. Where are we? Where are we? Spooky girl.
2: I asked you to our spooky girl what she predicts yours and mine's favorite David Lynch film is going to be
1: okay so before I hit share I think I've got it correct first time around this time what do you think she's going to say as in what movie
2: I think she is going to say I think she's going to say Elephant Man, because it's probably the David Lynch film that gets returned in most Google results.
1: Okay. Let's what would you have
2: said had you have not asked her?
1: I mean, I'm assuming that my favourite movie of his will be Dune. I haven't seen it, but I like the new Dune. And I know this one is <sighs> very, difficult, very difficult to watch, I've heard. But um, I'm really up for it. <laughs> All okay. right. Spooky Girl, what are you saying?
0: I would predict that Lee and Kelly would score David Lynch's Mulholland Drive the highest. Mulholland Drive is a complex and surreal film that is open to interpretation. (laughs) It is a film that is both visually stunning and intellectually stimulating. It is also a film that is deeply emotional, exploring themes of love, loss and identity. Lee and Kelly are both intelligent and curious people. They are also both fans of cinema, particularly films that are challenging and thought-provoking. I believe that they would be drawn to the complexity and ambiguity of Mulholland Drive. They would also appreciate the film's unique visual style and its rich symbolism. In addition, I believe that Lee and Kelly would be able to connect with the film's emotional core. They have both experienced love, loss, and identity crises in their own lives. (laughs) (laughs) ...in the characters of Betty Elms and Rita Hayworth, and they would be able to relate to their struggles. Overall,
1: Mm. I believe
0: that Lee and Kelly would find Mulholland Drive to be a deeply rewarding film experience. It is a film that is both intellectually and emotionally stimulating. It is a film
2: that stays with you long after you've seen it. Spooky girl got right (laughs) into our (laughs) psyches.
1: Yeah. There you go.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: Now, you were saying you've enjoyed...
2: I love Mohan Drive. Manhattan
1: Drive. There you go. I love
2: the whole I loved everything about it. So I wonder if you will too. I mean we both have had personality crises in our lives so
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just All right, so I'm going to run through this movie okay. the best I can. Um here we go. It's black and white. We see Henry, we see Levers. We see worms splatting and we see a hole. Uh, I put down, I love the intense background slash foreground noise in his work. I didn't know if um, Twin Peaks was a one-off, but the latest series, the 2017 series, where it's mostly just foreground noise rather than speech, I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very apparent in this movie all like this steam steam grates going off radiators stuff like that which is louder than the actual talking if there is any in the, in the film i thought i think it's pretty awesome so we have henry walks through a factory yard walks into his apartment building gets into a lift his neighbor tells him that mary called on the payphone and invited him to dinner he has a small apartment with some kind of nest slash growth growing all over the cabinets and the radiator uh, it's a little, it's a tight, it's, it's less than a studio, really. It's just it's a one room bed radiator. Is there a kitchen thing in there? There isn't really, is there? It's just a table. I
2: mean, I could barely tell who's in an apartment on my phone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> so Henry heads off to Mary's house. Um, Henry walks down the train tracks to Mary's house. Steam vents with overpowering foreground noise around the around the tiny house. She's got this tiny little uh, shack house, one window at the front that she's peering out of. Uh, She tells him that he's late. Henry is meeting her mother for the first time. Uh, Foreground sounds of dog feeding its pups. Very tense, nervous atmosphere as they're sitting there. Mary has a fit on the sofa and then has her hair brushed by her mum, which takes her out of the fit. Henry explains that he works at a printer for some reason. Man walks in. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no, nothing. Just yeah.
2: like, that, that amused you.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's the only bit of information we've had so far. Yeah. It, it's just like, oh, okay. okay. Uh, man walks in. He explains that he's got tiny chickens for dinner. His name is Bill. Bill kicks off about being responsible for all the pipes in the neighbourhood. The older woman is now oh, there is an older woman sitting in the kitchen uh, whilst Bill glazes the tiny, tiny chickens. <laughs> so he's got a little tr- roasting tray of chickens. I think there's four on there, is there? Mm-hmm. And he's individually glazing them with a little brush. At dinner, Bill explains to Henry that he had an operation on his arm, which is now numb. Bill asks Henry to carve the tiny chickens Uh Henry begins to carve the tiny chickens, but as soon as he puts the fork to the roasted tiny chicken, the legs started kicking backwards and forwards. (laughs) And then a lot of blood starts pumping out of the neck hole. I
2: think it's the butthole. Is it the butthole? I think it's the butthole. It's it's the butthole. Um, Okay. uh, Was it definitely blood? Because, again, on my screen, and because it's in black and white, I was wondering whether it was gravy or sauce. I
1: wondered I did wonder, because you can't tell. Like you say, it's black and white, but it was a very dark coloured liquid. Gravy and blood do look the same in black and white.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's an easy mistake to make. uh... Yeah,
1: When the gravy slash blood starts pouring out of the chicken's anus, uh, Mary's mother starts having her own fit.
2: Yeah, I thought she was like orgasming.
1: Yeah, she was seemed to be kind of getting off on the fact that the blood gravy was pouring out of the chicken's anus. And then she runs out of the room, so Mary follows her. Bill explains that she'll be all right in a minute, so that was all right. Bill and Henry leave the table. Bill asks Henry what he knows. Henry says not much, then Bill grins at Henry for an uncomfortable 30 to 40 seconds before the women come back into the table. (laughs) The mother comes back what do you in, and us. No,
2: are... actually, I think that's yeah. what made me think of like, like, what is our favourite? Uh, I, I called it a oh god, I called it a catchphrase when I was talking to you earlier, but like a kind of a line from the film. Okay, so what, do gotcha. but, what do you
1: know? What do you know?
2: I think that's what made me think of it. Yeah,
1: not much really. All
2: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, best lines. We we'll do a best line thing this what do you reckon yeah yeah that's
2: mine
1: all right (laughs) i'll do it for next time but i'm just saying for the for the rest of the films
2: yeah yeah
1: right so the mother walks back into the room and asks to talk to henry alone they walk into the other room she asks if henry and mary have had sex henry is too nervous to answer Uh, the mother starts kissing henry and mary pulls her off Mother then explains to Henry that Mary has given birth to a premature baby in a hospital, and after they're married, and only when they're married, are they allowed to go and pick up the baby.
2: So I was um, uh, really taken by, like, all of the themes in this, having just watched Bo is Afraid. There's, like, so much overlap with, like, mother figures, the Oedipal thing, the being afraid of commitment and birth. Uh, and sex but also loving sex and like all of those kind of weird and there was like it it gave me the same kind of like off-kilter nightmare feeling that Bo is afraid also Mm. gave me and as well if I could have seen it properly what I found with Bo is afraid is like it all it felt like every single scene and every single item every single bit of the set meant something specific to that character it didn't necessarily symbolize something in the film but mm-hmm. everything was really connected and it felt the same in this like like every single item had to be there for a reason this reason yeah in the there's film. no other
1: yeah nothing was there for aesthetics as it is yeah. all just there to create a certain vibe
2: I guess there's like overlap between that and like Kubrick as well, like very like mm. considered items that had to be in very particular places.
1: Yeah. Henry gets a nosebleed and the mother goes to get a tissue. Bill complains that the dinner's getting cold. And then that's that's it. That's the end of the scene. <laughs> the next the next part, next thing you see is Mary spoon feeding. And what I wrote because I, I was typing it as I was watching it, but what I wrote at the time was an infant, half-human, chicken, bird, baby. Yeah, that about does it. We see Henry in the lift leaving the apartment. He checks his post box and finds a tiny, tiny little box, wrapped up box. He unwraps it, opens the tiny box, and there's a tiny worm inside. Then I thought, then I wrote down maybe it's a small chili pepper because it was kind of the same size as a small chili. And I couldn't really tell because it's black and white. Henry gets home and is happy to see Bird Baby. He then lays face down on the bed. The mould slash nest seems to be bigger than the scene before. And the radiator is getting louder and louder. It's a stormy night. No one is asleep in the apartment. Henry opens the box again and takes a little worm out and places it in a tiny cupboard on the wall uh, next to an unpotted plant on a a small side table. (laughs) a barren plant i must say uh, the storm gets worse and the bird baby starts crying con- constantly yeah
2: barren plants
1: barren plant <laughs> it's going to be a constant theme on no <laughs> i think it's his whole vibe man of like barely hanging on to life that's the way i see him mary tells bird baby to shut up but it won't so mary flips out and says she's going home henry tells her not to come back then takes the takes a comically long time pulling her suitcase out from under the bed with like um, audio with it as well, like a squeaking audio. He like pulls pulls the suitcase out like, or struggles to pull the suitcase out like 10, 15 times.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, and then she fucks off. <laughs> Later, Henry walks up to see Bird Baby awake, but not crying. He takes Bird Baby's temperature. Then looks back at Bird Baby, and it's now got spots all over it, and then and some fucked up teeth. Although it could have already had fucked up teeth, I'm not sure. It's the first time we've seen. <laughs> so Henry is steaming something next to Bird Baby, some kind of medicine. Henry is about to get, oh, about to go out, but Bird Baby starts crying as soon as he goes for the door. So he just goes back to bed. He lays in the bed, looking through the gaps in the radiator. A door opens behind the radio, showing a small stage with a blonde woman that has elephantitis dancing backwards and forwards as worms drop from the ceiling, hitting the floor. She seems really happy to be there, and she's very careful not to stand on the worms until she starts to stamp on them, popping their enlarged heads. Are they supposed to be worms or are they sperm?
2: I think both. I think it's mm. that. Na- I think it's the. The, the joy of sex, the fear of sex thing, the joy of sex being like the actual coming itself and then the, the fear of sex being like standing out the weird worm babies.
1: Yeah. It's...
2: <laughs> it's not straightforward as Bond, is it?
1: It's not, no. But it's much shorter. I'm nearly finished. <laughs> back, back in Henry's apartment, Henry's being pushed off the bed by a restless sleeping Mary. She is wrestling around on the bed and seems to be giving birth to some worms that were in the sequence before. Henry grabs the worms from the bed and throws them at the wall. We then cut to a tiny worm oh cut to the tiny worm in the tiny cupboards that is now running around and dancing. Henry sits on the bed and gets a knock at the door. It's his neighbour from the beginning of the movie. She has locked herself out of the apartment. He locked out <laughs> She asks where, where Henry's wife was, as Mary's now gone again. And he assumes that she's gone back to her parents. Henry has his hand on Bird Baby's mouth to stop it crying while they, whilst they talk. She asks to spend the night with Henry. They hook up in a jacuzzi that's now appeared in the centre of his bed before sinking to the bottom. The neighbour sees Elephant Woman, who is singing a song about heaven. A uh, quick note about the song about heaven that Elephant Woman sings. Um, the Pixies play that song now in their concerts. Huh. A,
0: Good song.
1: Yeah. Henry gets on stage with Elephant Woman and touches her hand and everything goes bright white. Then she's gone. Dead worms are being blown across the floor. And then a tree is wheeled out onto stage. can't remember if it's Barren Tree. I'm assuming it was. Barren Tree. Henry heads. <laughs> Henry's head falls off. And he's got a worm head underneath, crying like Bird Baby. (laughs) There's blood oozing out of the tree. Bird Baby Henry is crying into the camera and Henry's head rolls outside, which is then stolen by a tramp child. Tramp Kid goes to a repair shop of some kind. Uh, Paul sees the kid and holds down a buzzer until a guy comes out screaming at Paul. Tramp Kid shows the head to Screaming Guy. Screaming Guy takes Tramp Kid to another room where there's another guy with a drill that drills into Henry's skull, takes a sample out of his head and runs it through a machine. The sample from Henry's head is being attached as erasers to pencils. (laughs) Third guy tries one of the eraser heads and says it's okay. Tramp Kid gets paid. And there we are, the eraser head. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's back in his apartment with his original head. Bird baby is now laughing its head off. Henry lays on the bed, but he can hear something in the hallway. It's his neighbor hooking up with someone else. His neighbor sees Henry as Bird Baby's His neighbours oh his neighbor sees Henry as Bird Baby, a razor head Henry. He goes back inside his apartment. Henry cuts the bounding bandages off of Bird Baby who starts freaking out. Bird Baby's inner start growing, uh, expanding. Then Henry stabs up Bird Baby with the scissors he used to cut the bandages off. His guts are pumping out ready brick like you wouldn't believe it. Bird Baby separates its head and goes massive and bounces around the room. An image of a big dinosaur looking egg breaks open and we go back to the guy from the beginning pulling the levers from the first scene. But this time he's struggling to hold the levers back. Elephant woman hugs Henry, which seems to give him peace. The end. (laughs) What did you think? What did I think? First of all, I loved it. Mm I think it's an awesome art piece. You don't see this very often. The only time I've ever, ever seen something like this was the 2017 Twin Peaks series. Uh-huh. The last few episodes were just this. It was awesome. The sound was amazing. He put so much... This, watching this on headphones is awesome. I think... I don't know. So I read... I read a quick read online to see what he said about the film. And he's never said anything, says, just make up your own minds. And my interpretation of this film was, it seemed to be, for me, it seemed to be a look at how pointless the circle of life is. That's what I got from it. And uh, just the barrenness and the ridiculousness and the bizarre problems that we create for ourselves. That's what I saw in this movie. It's a little bit different to Bond, isn't it?
2: You, I don't think we can compare what we're about to <laughs> journey through. I mean, with I mean two, compare two, this two to Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbolt was a bit like this. It did make me realize how pointless life is. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um,
1: what about you? What did you think?
2: So I like. it was an hour and a half long, right? and you just said like it was a really quick film to talk through and it felt quick watching it and i think it's because yeah. there's little to understand there's more to feel and so the, the and and it made you feel stuff and like you say the, the the sound was so massively part of that it was like a soundscape there was yeah. no score everything was very um uh, eerie and industrial and clanky mm-hmm. and scary but not in a way there's also some films like say so for instance <laughs> yesterday i started watching uh, the evil dead rise okay and uh, and the opening scene is just massively graphic i'd forgotten how much i really hate like slasher gore type mm-hmm. films um even though i love horror generally There were elements of a razor head that, like, some... The worst nightmare I ever... I had a dream when I was a kid that I still... It still comes to me all the time about these... It was, like, um, a snail that walked on its side, and I could see, like, its exposed slimy sliminess. Any animals that ooze or have, like, a slimy body make me want to vomit, and that's what Bird Baby was. It had this, like, sticky gooey thing. So it should have... Just repulsed me, but there were so many other feelings apart from repulsion, which is like, you know, it was like this tiny vulnerable baby.
1: I like that um, was
2: also horrific.
1: What you said about just the film, yeah, there wasn't much to understand. You just had to feel different emotions, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's a pretty good way of thinking about it. It's just like. Like, his room is, like, that room is, like, his safe place. And I always felt comfortable when he – I felt comfortable when he was in that room,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, knowing him leaving that room is just going to be chaos, kind of yeah. thing. Um, except... Even with
2: its, like, its feel. Yeah. And, and that whole thing about pointlessness, like, pointlessness, but also relevance. So yeah. existence is pointless – But the things that are meaningful to us are meaningful, and to
1: to that person,
2: to that person, and to that experience. Mm. But it's all arbitrary, really. You know, if I, I could like I live my life happily surrounded by what I think are beautiful, pretty things. But there's only like one twist of of what life is for me to have been. Um, for it to be possible for me to have been completely comfortable surrounded by broccoli. Like, it's it's all arbitrary. Mm. Like, it, whatever we are, whatever, like, has created us or what this is, like, it is as meaningless as one thing to another as yeah. to what we get as a source of enjoyment. Like, it could be anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. That's what I think. I don't know if he was – do you think he intended – that much fault when making the movie so
2: I what I know about him is um is that he's he's got awesome hair and he's an evangelist for transcendental meditation Mm. so if that's always been like one of his core things this whole like um you know the the fact that our physicality is actually meaningless and arbitrary that that we can transcend beyond. If I if I had the words to be able to finish this sentence, I'd be a very rich person, I assume. Being able to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
2: don't know how to sum this up. Yeah, it's um, difficult, isn't it? But, but I think there is a connect. So I think he has always felt this way, whether he's always had the right words to put it out in all the different films, I don't know. But clearly there's mm. a thread of the way that his surreal work works where some surreal stuff just feels surreal and stupid and once you've watched it you're like well you could have just lined up 20 different items it doesn't mean anything. His stuff is surreal but has meaning still
1: Yeah.
2: I think it must come from something he does feel passionately about on the inside because it's telling you everything's pointless while still giving you a sense of... point. Yeah.
1: Pointless but a point at the same time. I put I just found my little notes at the end. I put about the point of the circle of life, things we do to avoid facing our own existence, um, just floating off in his own head. I assume like looking through the radiator is him trying to avoid thinking about his own circumstance. And then I put irrational fears. But I don't think many of his fears were irrational considering what he was dealing with. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And and I read a couple of bits about how... um, this film is about fear of fatherhood and Mm. you know, he is quite literally killing his own child at the end um, because of that fear. And like there was chat about whether um, in his, maybe he was psychotic and actually the baby was a baby, but all of his fears were manifested in that he saw the baby as a slime baby and actually it was a real baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, saw a line and the line i've actually forgotten now but his daughter his actual real david lynch's actual real life daughter it was her Mm. commenting on the fact that people have quite often said to her um this is how your dad felt about you and she kind of (laughs) she kind of just dismissed it i don't think as a slime baby but the the fears yeah um and i think every person has um intrusive thoughts Mm mm-hmm and how vulnerable and how fragile everything around you actually is. And I think what he was doing was expressing his own...
1: His intrusive thoughts. Intrusive but, thoughts. But you, yeah, but people don't. Yeah, I liked it. I liked, I liked it a
2: lot. Um, so on that then... Yeah. Lee, how many money pennies do you give in this film?
1: How many money pennies are you going to this movie? Difficult to say, isn't it? Because it's the first one. I know, um, but I'm going straight in with five money pennies.
2: Wow, Lee! I'm just going to put it straight into the first box.
1: Uh, oh can yeah, because we need to, we need to make yeah we need to make extra boxes at some point. Don't we? Yeah.
2: Well, we can leave it like this and then just add them in there. Okay. That's admin chat. Yeah. Um, I I think I'm going to have to be practical and think ahead to the mess that I got us into. <laughs> now. So I'm going to just go in with a three, okay, to give myself like some buffer.
1: Oh dear! I know.
2: Can I can I put three with a thumb? Oh,
1: no. For, oh, God. Just rate. Just rate. No worry about the other bills. Just rate your this experience out of five.
2: Right, the experience. I'm going to give it a four because the experience wasn't great, and I think I would have loved it more. I've watched it in a four where I can see some of the because I
0: mm-hmm. some
2: of the stuff you just told me. I watched the whole thing, and but I didn't see certain bits because I just okay. couldn't see it. So I'm giving it a four. First place. This is our favorite Lynch film so
1: far. Yeah. Whereas the Bond films, I would say, was it as bad as Thunderball? With these, I'm going to be saying, was it as good as A Razorhead?
2: I like your thinking. Thanks. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could be interesting. Okay, so the song mm-hmm. that I have captured is "In Heaven," sung by Lady in the Radiator. Mm-hmm. The creepy silent dude was the man in the moon who pulls the levers.
1: Lever dude.
2: Our food references were the bloody chicken. Bloody
1: gravy
0: <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Oh,
2: so best tiny. Line, <laughs> oh, I should put tiny. Um tiny bloody chicken gravy. Uh the best line was so, what do you know? Said <laughs> in a really kind of like happy way, in a really disturbing moment. Yeah,
1: Bill, he was alright That Bill. He um shout out he, to Bill. He was just all right. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he was a good didn't guy with He brought yeah. numb, arm. he got numb. Arm. But he's still bringing. Well, he home healed food. himself.
2: He ignored the advice of the doctors. He decided to heal his bad arm by just repeatedly yes. hitting it, and now it's numb. Yeah, now it's numb. That's all right. And
1: he's worried about cutting his arm. That's why yeah. he asked the other guy to uh, cut the chickens. But yeah, he's cool. He Would also you... did most of the pipes in the town. So
2: yeah, good guy, Bill. Yeah, shout out to Bill. He's all right. Um, things to watch out for. We had Chevron carpet, Baron plant <laughs> being locked out
1: Um, I didn't know about the being locked out stuff but I assume you well only the because I feel ones.
2: like it happens in my home drive
1: <laughs> okay
2: um, oh right. the other thing that I know does come up a lot and I've added it to the list is doppelgangers and that's going to be a really nice one to say Doppelganger.
1: doppelgangers yeah okay
2: right my question for spooky girl next week mm. is there anything anything sexier than the sight of blood gravy coming coming out of a tiny chicken's ass.
1: yeah okay i'll ask
2: you all right thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's good to be back
2: is that was fun
1: yeah pretty good right
2: i think i'm going to enjoy this series
1: yeah me too it's a bit different yeah awesome
2: awesome that was cool and i'm really really looking forward to elephant man And I can't believe I've never watched Elephant Man.
1: No, I haven't. And if anyone um, wants to watch with us do so, it'll be a blast. We're planning to do it next week. All right. I guess we're out.
2: All right. See you next time.
1: See you next time, sucker.
2: Bye.
1: Bye.